That's just life. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to teach y'all, okay? You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. All right, you want to do this? Might as well. Dope. We're all set up and recorded. We might as well. Dope. We might as well do the episode <coughs> since we're recording. Yeah, if we yeah. You, we get we establish the connection on the internet. We, and like we, got, we both have microphones. And we did establish it. I have a beer. Uh, I'm just. I'm, I'm using my computer. My, my computer. Yeah. That's my a good voice thing. and your voice at the same time. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Also known. Also known as simultaneous. Yeah. So I'm going to jump right in with some big news. That I have oh, I got this. bigger news than that. Oh, do you really? Maybe yeah. you should. Maybe you should go first, and I'll just bring mine up later. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been watching Cartoon Network. Yeah, and and it's woke. Oh, is it? Wait, they're like they're like yeah. teaching kids about like fake news and stuff. Wow, like in their cartoons. Yeah, like actual, great. like actual, <laughs> like actual fake news. <laughs> well, like they're teaching. They're like, yeah. There's a character who's like kind of mocking like logic and like this kind of stuff and then like they yeah. learn that like oh no you should oh, no. You have <laughs> fact to... check you should fact check <laughs> yeah that's yeah. good what show what show are you talking about i feel like i heard that about uh like steven universe like not that yeah. point in particular but that it was pretty like it was trying to teach like good values well, to kids one's called like this the life of gumball or something okay and there's another one with these other kids who like played D D. Like they're all like there's one uh, called M- something something Mau Mau about this cat hero and he's kind of a jerk mm. and mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty fun. <laughs> I've just had Cartoon Network on for like the last two weeks just in the background. Wow! And I'm just like I'll like I'll like watch the news and then mm. then I'll just flip Cartoon Network on and I'm just feeling better about the world. Of because, course, like oh like this is what kids are consuming right yeah. now yeah and that's good and, and hopefully that means they grow up to be better people <laughs> yeah that would be really nice yeah that would be pretty that's good my big news and that's good news that'll be it we'll that's... be signing off and <laughs> that is bigger than uh my big news although i'll, st- I'll still news. i'll still it's share fake mine news. it's fake it's news fake. <laughs> no it was overblown fake. it's a conspiracy so Welcome to the Common Creatives Podcast. My name is Thanks. Will. I am the doctor. Welcome, Joe. Wait, what's your no- what's your news though? Oh, I, w- I was gonna get there. That's Joe, by the way. He's oh. the maestro. But That's um, me. my news is that I now officially have a favorite Taylor Swift song, which that I have never had before. Yeah, and so, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, and so now maybe I'll save it. Maybe I'll wait. Yeah, save it. And we'll, Hold on to it. Yeah, we'll That's get into news, that though. later. Yeah, it's good news. So I'm I'm actually pretty surprised. I mean, I knew I would have like a default favorite. You know, like you're gonna yeah. hear a bunch of songs. So we're talking about Taylor Swift today. I have I have only heard Taylor Swift insofar as a human person living in the U.S. in our time would have heard Taylor Swift. Um, yep. you can't escape hearing her. She's everywhere. Yeah. But I never sought it out and I never really like dug into any of her stuff. So I knew I would have a default favorite, but the fact is I walked away going, I, that's, that's the song that I would like throw on. Like that's, that's a bop as the children yeah. are saying. 
Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. But like, yeah, are there any Taylor Swift songs that you would just put on? I think so. okay. So this we don't, is <laughs> you can hold on to it. No, I'm going to hold can, on to it. Can, I'm going to hold yeah, on to it. Can, I'm just saying we can shimmy down the rope that we normally <laughs> shimmy down. The fact that gym you, class. The fact that that was going to be one of your questions says good things about how this episode yeah. is going to go. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm very excited. So why don't you you Let's suggest about Minority topic. Report for a Let's, second? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rewind. I was think- Every time we record an episode, uh-huh. immediately after, uh-huh. I, I have this feeling of anxiety. And like regret? Like you didn't do it right? Yeah, uh-huh. like regret or what did I say? Or did is, yeah. is, Am I going to hurt someone? And, mm. and I realize mm-hmm. it's more so now because like I haven't been living in seclusion. I've been going into work periodically when I need to. Yeah. I'll see a couple of guys there safely and distantly and all that yeah and then it's me and tiff and the dogs and then we pop over to see her mom and yeah all this kind of stuff so it's not seclusion but mm-hmm. something about my new and i'm sure this is hashtag relatable <laughs> something about my new um my new normal um, uh-huh. <laughs> i just feel like irritable okay <laughs> <laughs> and anxious yeah and i feel i feel like i feel like it came out on the last episode a lot like oh interesting like normally i'm like let's yeah. look at all the good things in in in, in, in yes a piece of work yeah and that's 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 my default but for whatever reason uh-huh. on the last episode i was like Ugh, who cares <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it was just a mood like we recorded yeah, at the wrong it was time a mood. Or yeah yeah interesting I, but i feel like it, i've been slowly and gradually snowballing into that mood over uh, the period of the last two or three months yeah. on this show yeah i did note <laughs> i did notice a thing or two that you said in the last episode that did seem it didn't seem rude or like anyone's feelings would be hurt but it did seem out of your usual sort of <laughs> conversational grooves i enjoyed it very yeah. much but okay <laughs> that's me <laughs> i just yeah. needed to, i needed to that's fair i just needed to talk about it clear the air a little bit yeah yeah. <laughs> well, today, so let's let's I, talk about anxiety for a minute and how okay. it relates to Taylor Swift. Yeah, let's do. Um, the last couple of years, I've realized, and we've talked about this before on the show, that mm-hmm. I do struggle with anxiety a lot. Yeah. For as long as I can remember, when my phone rings, it's I get a pit in my stomach. Yeah. It's just I don't. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and over the years, I've I've like learned to like just yeah. feel okay about it. Mm-hmm. And the last, you know, twenty twenty those feelings have spiraled you know what i mean to where it's like don't text me if you text me i'm probably not going to respond right away i just can't Mm. you know Mm -hmm. and as i look back on my choices kind of like in my early 20s and like late teens early 20s mid 20s and how like anxiety inducing it should be to do what you know i did which was yeah drop out of school and get in a van and and drive across the country a few times for a few years yeah <laughs> you know yeah. playing shows to sometimes some people and sometimes <laughs> no but like that's ang- <laughs> that should produce anxiety yeah not to mention the fact i mean one thing that you've kind of just brushed over there but which is what is like kind of the number one and i don't know how true this is but at least what i've always heard is that the number one fear of people is being sort of in front of a crowd is yeah. like public speaking yeah. and performance are two of the things that scare people the yeah. worst. And uh-huh. so just doing that multiple times a week as well as everything else you just said. 
Yeah, and so. and it got to a point where like now, like if I were to perform now, like it would take a lot for me to get to that place of just like not or just forcing myself to perform in, in front of somebody, right? Oh, really? Okay. Um, but I've always felt dread before any time we played. Or if we booked a show that was like even a month away, I just felt a small sense of dread until it was over. Huh. But when I was playing, I was fine usually. Yeah. <laughs> I love that <laughs> Tiff's just going to be... She's talking to the dogs. That's, oh, yeah. She, oh, yeah. That's staying in. There's no way. Yeah. yeah no, that's that's mm-hmm. that's our new normal. Okay? That's the wallpaper of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it all the time, but it's funnier when I'm hearing it back in my <laughs> headphones. Yeah, in the this context. So yeah, and when I was on when I was performing, there was almost a sense of like grabbing the anxiety and like choking it out, and like so it was almost like this kind of euphoric feeling of like this is who I want to be. Yeah, and that's who I am for that you know 20 to 40 minutes or whatever however long of a set you got Mm -hmm. and then you'd get in the van and you start driving Mm -hmm. and when i got in the van and start driving i had some go-to albums i'd put on and i chose taylor swift a lot okay Okay. you didn't think it was going to get there i was curious i I knew it would i knew it would i just didn't know how and i didn't think it'd be like no so i found myself like i wouldn't say that like Taylor Swift was my, I'm just going to put this on like, like this is my favorite music. So I'm just going to listen to this all the time. Yeah. But it represented a sense of calm Mm -hmm. to me, like simplicity, calming. Yep. um, Especially her like second and third albums. Okay. One of them starts out, uh, uh, and it's just this chill just calming groove through the whole song and for the most part through that whole album yeah and we'd be driving all night and i would just have that whole album just play through mm. and it was just like uh it was just like this <laughs> sense of like this and, and like a lot of the especially again in those early albums a lot of the subject matter was kind of like low stakes yep. but high stakes to someone who's really young there you go so like yep. it's like the uh the um like sonic equivalent to like watching a coming of age movie yep and not every night did I put that on, but when I was really feeling like I needed a sense of simplicity and calm, yeah, she was my go-to. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah. you're talking about her Fearless record, is that right? Uh, Fearless, and yes. And Speak Now, uh, and Speak Now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that I, makes I, sense. I, I listened. I didn't. I the, her first album was more of a just straight up kind of pop country album, and yeah. I listened to the like. Our song is sound of screen doors. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, yeah. Um, I knew that song. I knew Tim McGraw, but I, that wasn't an album I li- listened to just because yeah. I'd probably be more likely to listen to it now because back then I was like, yeah, but pop country. You though. had an aversion to it, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. That makes sense. It's, yeah. it's funny that you say that because you already hit on some of the things that I was thinking. <laughs> so oh, yeah. number one is that makes complete sense as to the reason you like her a lot yeah because and also not just you i mean it it makes sense just generally why people like that yeah at at least some of it and this is not true across the board uh for sure but like with a lot of her songs and sort of what she's oh by the way taylor swift's a singer you all know who that is because it would be like yeah you're familiar it's like if we did an episode on michael jackson we're not going to tell you who michael jackson is you just get it yeah but nonetheless 
there's a simplicity as you're saying which is in in part what you sort of have to do just to go into critical mode it's sort of what you have to do with something that's going to be so massively appealing to so many people yeah is it has to be palatable across all kinds of experiences and life positions and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so if you start singing about really specific you know, uh, interpersonal, I don't know. I don't know. It has to be something that's wide open. It's like a Marvel movie, right? Anybody can find a way in and that's part of its sort of cultural power. Uh, and Mm -hmm. I feel like she has that as well, but also the angle of like the, the coming of age sort of thing, because I feel like, I don't know how old is she now? She's like, she's 30 now, 30, 30, 31. Yeah. She was born in 89. So she's 30 now. Yeah. So even now, I listened, one of the things I did to prep for the episode was I listened to an uh, an NPR little segment about her new record. And it seems like even her new stuff, all the way through to present day, she's still being interpreted and sort of understood as someone whose art is about their sort of life development, if that makes sense. And so Mm -hmm. that's a big part of her focus, you know? And so it makes sense because I feel like that's, that sort of tends towards the types of themes that you tend to like, at least in movies. And so I think that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's like, it's like a character narrative, Mm. Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't think about it that way. So for those of you who don't know more specifics, did you get a chance to watch that documentary? No, I didn't. No, it's it's actually really interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it called again? Or what was it about? And where can people it, find it? I, I, I'm, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's I'm, I'm sure it's it's it was yeah. when it first popped up. You probably saw it on your home, main probably. page a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't really remember what it was called, but it, it's essentially like the life of Taylor Swift from like the start to like oh, okay. 2019. Yeah. So like just just a straight up documentary following her through probably. Yeah you know her her the release of her album lover um okay. and it's super humanizing it's mm-hmm. really interesting to kind of s- it's humanizing at the same time like it it shows how much she as an artist and a person like craves and needs validation from an audience yeah w- which is super interesting and she talks about it and and you know you, she wrote her first song which turned out to be a hit song on country radio when she was 14 years old yeah um, she was so the earliest person to get a deal from whatever company she was working with, right? Yeah. Um, something along those lines. I mean, she was, from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, but she was kind of, she was from a wealthy family. And so, at least from yes. my understanding, very early on, she was just this, she was nurtured in every creative uh, yeah. uh, thing, impulse that she showed. Yeah, right? so her, her dad owned a like Christmas tree farm. Okay. okay. I think in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. And she wanted to be... A country singer like Shania Twain. Okay. So they moved, or they basically her and her mm. mom went out to Nashville for some yeah. time, yeah, and like just started walking demos to like record label doors. Yeah. And, hey, this is this is what I can do. I'm a songwriter. Um, yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I do think this this is this is something that a lot of people find kind of controversial, but like this isn't also isn't something that's just going to explain the cultural phenomenon that yeah. is. Taylor Swift's career. That's a good point. But I think her father ended up, the label she signed with, her father ended up uh, buying into it. Yeah. Like 3% or something like that. I saw that, yeah. Like 120 grand like to Mm -hmm. start out. And I'm sure that, but at the same time, the label hadn't really done much of anything. Yeah. 
So it's not like it was. Sort, it's I not mean, like her father went in and bought like yeah. Geffen records. Which, yeah, yeah. You know, is well, probably a dated thing to say at and this point. Yeah, <laughs> but it sounds like it sounds like that was sort of a further investment in her, right? I mean, it's sort of yeah. what he's doing there is betting that she's going to do well and sell things. So yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. And so I mean, what you're saying about that not explaining things, I think, is important because that definitely was one of my sort of knee jerks as I was learning about her sort yeah. of personal history. Is like, yeah. oh, it kind of kind of takes it away from me a little bit that like she's from right. a very wealthy she's they're like stockbrokers or some her mom was a former stockbroker or something like that so it's like you're just the type of person who if you like to paint well now that's all you do and you work with the best people and so of yeah. course you're going to be a good painter kind of thing you know yeah and so but it, but it's fair to say that like that doesn't explain the i'm sure there are lots no, of people who are it, in that situation and do not become taylor swift you know it's a sturdy foot in the door you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. our our song that song that she wrote that that kind of blew up yeah. when she on her first album like she wrote it yeah. and it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't an hundred and twenty thousand dollar invest investment that caused people to fall in love with it right well and that's one of the things that makes it seem that takes the sting off of sort of that interpretation of her story i think is the fact that she's the songwriter she's not just it's not that they're paying people to be an artist and then just putting her in front as the face and you know and i i think that's the 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 big thing and it's it's kind of the um the crazy enigma is that like Taylor Swift isn't that accomplished of a singer. <laughs> yeah, you know she's she's not a bad singer. She's yeah. as as good as anyone with a decent voice, uh-huh. right? Yeah. It's it's not like like Ariana Grande, for example. Yeah, you know, yeah. When she, she was probably doing like Mariah Carey style vocal runs at the age of five, <laughs> sure. right? Yeah, and her parents are like, okay, this is yeah. this is just God given talent, yeah. right? Yeah. And we're gonna find find a, a path for you to, to make a career and and have people that kind of feed you songs and sounds and looks and yeah. all this stuff. And Taylor Swift didn't have that, but mm-hmm. she did. She has an interesting look. Her voice is for those who like her, and for me, pretty soothing. It's like calming. Yeah. And she has a very specific the way she crafts melodies and lyrics. Mm-hmm. is something that is her right yeah. so like even the later stuff where she gets into like kind of pop and and, and hip hip hop stuff right uh-huh. yeah it never loses this taylor swift melody and uh clever lyrics Mm, mm -hmm. so that's the kind of thing it's like sure her voice defines her and sure you know her her look defines her but i think the thing that is special about her is that it's it's this constantly writing stories in clever ways with melodies that really only sound like her Mm -hmm. As, as simple as they are her voice mixed with those melodies and those lyrics is just Taylor Swift. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And that's, it's interesting that you say that because like one of the things that I thought was so interesting about sort of digging into her a little bit is I had just never considered it. It wasn't like I thought otherwise, but um, is the sort of diversity of sounds that you get. Um, Yeah. And it's it's sort of one of the things that I, I sort of was thinking as I was listening through some of these things is the fact that she starts out being sort of marketed as country and being sort of, sort yeah. of country. I mean, depending on what you how you want to talk about it, it's sort of CMT pop country, whatever. Yeah. But it's kind of the thing where those pop sensibilities can be just wrapped in kind of whatever package you want, you know. Yeah. And that's not really yeah. to downplay it, but it but it's to say like the rules of the game sort of stay the same. 
and the thing that determines what type of pop you have are sort of instrumentation, sort of yeah. melodic rhythm, you know, the tonality or atonality of of the melody, that kind of thing. And dial and dialing back an accent, which uh, yeah, very true. You know, yeah. Do you think was she, probably was she dialing it back or was she dialing it up at the beginning? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm well, curious about st- start starting with a dialed up accent. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what small town people people who live on a yeah, uh, a Christmas tree farm in Pennsylvania sounds yeah, like. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. Probably, probably not yeah. that. But at the same time, if if you're a 14, 15 year old kid and you your dream is to one day be Shania Twain. Oh, like, I mean, we talked. We tried to talk like we were from California when we were yeah. <laughs> 14, 15. 100. percent So yeah. it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I I did start with listening to uh, what's it called? Our song. Yeah. Um, I watched the video for that and definitely didn't have a super positive reaction to that song not like i sure um i mean we've talked about it before like i'm and i was referencing this earlier today actually i i'm old enough to where i don't hate hardly any music i just yeah. either want to listen to it because i like it or i just don't want to listen to it um yeah and so this was the type of thing where i was like i i did definitely have a little bit of an eye roll to that first that first sure. thing um, sure. I didn't know any background to it. I just saw it, and and part of part of that reaction, rightly or wrongly, was not just the song itself, which is fine, and especially considering she wrote it, is is good. It's a good song. Um, yeah, it's a well written like, song. It, it tells a story. It, yeah, the imagery in it is like very clear. Yes, and like it's, the and lyrics aren't vague. You no, know what I mean? Exactly, and you can tell you can tell who she's been studying under, you know, in, in yeah. a sort of metaphorical sense, like not to yeah. say she met these people, but you can tell who she's been listening to because it's like, it is paradigmatic pop country. It's yeah. like the, the little lyrical hook in the center is sort of, is sort of the foundation piece on which you hang all the other lyrics, you know, mm-hmm. um, it all builds toward that little central metaphor of our song being something that's not a song. But I think I think part of my sort of eye roll reaction had to do a lot with kind of the video. I don't know that I've seen the video. The video felt very much. What did I put? I put something very unkind in my notes. <laughs> and um, so, like I said, I put that it felt like, and I do. I really do mean to separate the video from Taylor Swift. I will not be saying negative things about Taylor Swift uh, for the most part. But the video itself, I put, felt like the musical secretion of capitalism just working. Um, <laughs> sure. b- because it was very much like. The backing band had just the worst style. It was. It looked like what someone who runs a business's idea of style should be, you know, yeah, uh, kind of thing. And like the guitar player had like spiky gelled hair and oh, stuff dope. like this. And she had a, a guitar that was like all glitter on the front or something. Uh-huh. Um, it just looked very much like it, it looked like a team of people got together and did a, a marketing research group to decide sure. what her video was going to be. So anyway, I, I, but all that said, uh, yeah. I think you can separate that from, <laughs> from the song itself. Sure. And obviously from her later career, she's a kid when she's doing that. Yeah. 17. Yeah. Two, yeah. 2006. Well, and also, you know, spiky hair was like still <laughs> a thing tr- then. True. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And, uh, uh, the, yeah, the drummer had some sort of like Bono glasses on. It was rough, but, um, but nonetheless, you're selling it to me, man. 
<laughs> glitter guitars and spiky yeah. hair gel and Bono glasses? <laughs> Jesus, well, this it, sounds dope. It's very good. It's probably all back in style now. I don't know. But nice. um, <laughs> but, but nonetheless, I it does make me want to ask about something, which I don't know if you know anything further about this, but I, I did come across some things suggesting that she has had like a, a hell of a time trying to get her art and her image under her own personal control um yes and i don't know exactly what that entails i don't know if that's like the first deal she signed was incredibly controlling or what it was but so i so i that that made me see that video with sort of new eyes of kind of yeah. like it probably wasn't yeah. her having the executive decisions on this video across the board oh 100 percent not yeah. like yeah. she's like that's that's her first single her first video she's probably thinking like this isn't going to last. I'm just going to enjoy it and do what they tell me to do and yeah. sing my song. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, her her, her label, Dolly's upset again. Uh, Big Machine Records, I think, uh-huh. yeah. is what they're called. Yeah. I, I don't know a ton about this, but from what I remember kind of hearing about is like, it was kind of a, you know, with her dad, like kind of buying into this label, like it was a big like team effort partnership of a thing that no one knew how how big it was going to get. Yeah. No one knew that for my memory and the the top 10 pop stars that feel like the biggest in the world mm-hmm. in the last 20 years, she's definitely yeah, high up on the list, oh, yeah. you know. To this day, like I don't fully understand how she got as big as she did. Yeah. And I don't think we will ever, but mm-hmm. I mean, and and that's not to dis, dis, discredit what she does. No, of it's course. just it's just one of those things where it's just this weird, perfect storm yeah. of a career for somebody. Well, it's one of those things where it it's not to it's not to downplay her to say that you couldn't control that. I mean, what those types of things, right? Your your Madonnas during her heyday, or your Beatles, yeah. or whatever. None of that stuff can be attributed to any small number of people yeah it's just these cult it's like a cultural I mean, moment it's bigger yeah than, it's you know. a cultural moment yeah. but at the same time <clears throat> so far she's had a career of let's see one two three four five six seven, <laughs> eight albums over yeah. 14 years yeah and she's still kind of like one of the yeah you know it's yeah. like it's something it is and no it's, of and course it's completely yeah. uh something that she's doing yeah that people are so invested in her as an artist well and and i wonder to what extent and this sort of ties in with another question that i had i wonder to what extent that sort of becomes not self-perpetuating because i'm not really i'm not trying to play down her songwriting ability or anything like that but you know it is one of those things where if someone else if jack antonoff took the songs and put them out under the name jack antonoff yeah the songs would be as good but it certainly wouldn't do what a Taylor Swift record is going to do. You know what 100%. I mean? And yeah. so to some extent it's, it becomes, as I say, not self-perpetuating, but it's sort of momentum. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. To where people, and, and I was, this ties into another question I had, which is that those early songs, um, you know, our song, and then to some extent even mean a little bit maybe. Um, and then moving on, um, do you sort of, if you're going to have a huge cultural, mo- not moment, but a huge cultural icon like this, and they're going to sort of change and become more artistically diverse over time, do you need those beginnings where it's pretty down the line? If she had only had that fir- those first two records and then had put out stuff that didn't do as well and nobody really talked about her anymore, right? Those Those first ones would have been kind of... Once again, I don't want this to be pejorative. Not not cookie cutter in a bad way, but sort of standard. You know what I mean? Sure. Sort of standard pop country 
offerings. Do you yeah. need that stuff to for people to give something like her later hip hop influenced stuff, pop influenced stuff, or this new folk stuff to give that a chance? You know what I mean? Yeah, pr- probably. It's, it's almost um, a rhetorical question, but uh, you know, yeah, it's it's a no, thought that I, I mean, had. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of all like stacks up on itself in the sense that like it, it's 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 different. It's a little bit different now. It's it's and it's just as difficult but yeah. like you can put something out online that's super uh artistically interesting and blow up yeah in 2006 not really yeah the music industry was still alive and hurting yeah um not for her she i'm, I'm sure that she created an entire industry uh for for a group of people who yeah. now live very comfortably <laughs> absolutely um and their families will um for the next generation or so <laughs> yeah. but you know at the yeah. at the time when that first album came out like the formula was to put out that kind of walmart factory yeah. made yeah this is a no-brainer lots of people will like this mm-hmm. and the trick is whether or not it sticks. Yeah. And the thing that makes it stick for me is feeling invested in someone. Okay. It's not just the songs. Um, the songs are a big part of it. But there's something about Taylor Swift and the way her c- career has progressed. And you, and, and you can see it. Like a lot of people, there are a lot of memes of like Taylor winning another award and another award <laughs> and then another yeah. one. And she has this like, yeah. oh my God, me? Really? Kind uh-huh. of look on her face. Uh-huh. And looking back at it now, you're like, come on, like you're you're one of the biggest stars on the planet. Uh-huh. But when she first started winning those awards, she's probably thinking, yeah. I'm not a great singer. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like you know I'm not a yeah. a, a swimsuit illustrated mm-hmm. kind of model. Like right. I'm not all these things. Yeah. And you know she's very pretty and her voice is very soothing to me. Yeah. But there's just something a- a- about her and the way that she's kind of handled the stress of a lot of eyes on her that has just it's put me in a situation for time and time again i kind of feel like it's this weird it's like i know you and i and i and i i like you as a person and i want to defend you yeah yeah and when a new album comes out even if it's got a bunch of tracks on it that i don't like it i'm like Uh that's like that's like that's like my sister writing a book and me like yeah crapping on it you know what i mean like it's like I'm invested in this person yeah. who I never have never met and will never meet. It's it's well, and that's I mean to some extent that is I mean first of all that's one of the other things I definitely wanted to talk about and I'm glad we got to it, which is the fact that it seems to me as mostly an outsider, somebody who hasn't been following her, that part of what you have, part of the product that's too cynical, but part of the sort of it's fine. O- offering artistic. To some extent, let me be as generous as I can because I think this is accurate too. Part of the artistic output is her personality. Do you know yes. what I mean? It's it is it's almost it's almost like a it is almost like an interactive narrative to some extent. Yeah. You are on like you just said, like you're on her side. You know, mm-hmm. it, and it's different, and and it's not better or worse, but it's just different than something like. I mean, take your pick, uh, St. Vincent, right? St. Vincent puts out a new record and it's got a bunch of songs on it. The songs are kind of the artistic output and they might have personal lyrics or whatever, Yeah, but it's not very much like, how does, how does Annie Clark feel about this person or that person? Or what are the interdynamics? What did she say about this kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? It borders on that, not in as cynical a way or shitty a way as like a Kardashian, but it borders on that like celebrity personality type thing. Yeah. And you know that has been 
a, much more so with St. Vincent now that she's gained a lot of popularity. That's fair. You know? That's fair. And for me, like getting into St. Vincent wasn't just the music. Yeah. The music was like, for, for, if we're talking about St. Vincent for a second in, mm-hmm. in comparison, St. Vincent was the type of music that like when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, this is mine. I'm going to store this away. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I never felt that way about Taylor Swift. I'm like, let's all share this thing. But for St. Vincent, it was like, yeah. oh, this is this this helps kind of define me in a way. I really like this. But if it wasn't Annie Clark's personality uh-huh. and the intricacies of what makes a person a person, yeah. you know, that's why she's one of my favorite artists. Yeah, for sure. And, and, it's and not just the music. And it's never just the it's music. It's never just, yeah, I was going to yeah. say. It's never that ever. Um, I, I just wonder if it's a fair statement to say that in the sort of artistic output that is Taylor Swift, whatever that means, right? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if the sort of personal engagement plays a heavier hand. I mean, there's there's no one answer, sure. but sure. Um, there's no one answer about that. But I feel like that is part of the way that many people have in. And it's and as you say, it's never just the music. I mean, I talk about fucking Jeff Rosenstock, who's like not that big, yeah. but it's definitely part of who he is. It's not just yeah. give me those songs with no face and no personality on it and it's fine. It's like definitely part of like, I you know have sort of what you would call like parasocial relationships with all my favorite artists, right? You want to see them yeah. do stuff because they're cool. So, so yeah. Actually, you, you saying some of this stuff uh, I'm 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 kind of making some realizations about Taylor Swift's trajectory uh-huh. as far as because like that's the thing once you hit a certain level like once yeah. you, once you're yeah. once you're you know shoulder to shoulder with God Himself you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's not I mean like <laughs> by that you mean Jack Antonoff presumably <laughs> yeah well Jack Jack Antonoff is my spirit animal I know okay yeah. I love him. <laughs> Yeah, like Jack Antonoff to me now is, is it's not as strong because I'm an adult. Yeah, but right, he he's right. my like my 16 year old self's Tom DeLonge. He's yeah. like makes sense. Yeah, like now I just don't want to completely change my face to be his face. Yeah, yeah. Now I just really admire the person because <laughs> kids makes, are stupid. Yeah, it makes total and sense. that same kid uh-huh. at 16 years old, 15 uh-huh. years old, who just wanted it to be Tom DeLonge so bad. Mm-hmm. That's Taylor Swift writing or. On her first album, there right? You like go. it's the yes. same thing. Like yep. put yourself in the shoes of like somebody like like yeah, if if yeah. if I blew up like playing like my mm-hmm. songs that sounded like Blink one eighty two, like uh-huh. who knows where I'd be right now. Uh-huh. Good grief. Exactly. But um her, tra- Taylor Swift and how like kind of relatable relatable she kind of feels. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like think about like why Kim Kardashian got famous. Uh-huh. You know, reality yeah. show. Yeah. She dated this person. She yeah. dated that person. Sex tape. <laughs> Sex tape. Yep. And yeah. the big one of the biggest things, and I actually just watched earlier um, a really uncomfortable clip of an Ellen mm-hmm. and Taylor Swift, where Ellen. I don't. It, it could have been planned. If it wasn't planned, it just felt really kind of. Mm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. But she would just just kept writing her about all the guys she's dated in a short amount mm. of time and how famous they were and oh, yeah. and when taylor would say i we didn't date she's like uh-huh yes you did you know what i mean oh, really? and it's just like that huh i hope to god that was planned because it was really uncomfortable well, to watch so i will throw out that i don't know when that clip was from but i did just watch the uh video for what is it calm down you need to calm down and ellen is in that video so cool. It, okay. It, yeah. I don't know when yeah, and then, when things yeah, happen, but she's. I in think there, that so. that was a while ago. Okay. Um, yeah. Probably like 
between you know speak now and red or so okay so there is something to be said about this person gaining popularity in the music industry mm-hmm. and then that then they then she dates somebody that like is also like popular mm-hmm. and and then dates another person but then she writes a song about that person and it's yeah. on the album yeah and the last thing i want to do is make this episode about all the people she's dated and written songs about right because like who cares right um, but you have but, to address that right i mean but like, yeah. the the answer to who cares is apparently everyone that's yes exactly yeah right that's what i was gonna say uh-huh you know there's a a song about john mayer and how yeah. like it's and it, like it's also like i think it's fair game to talk about that stuff sure because she's a smart enough person to understand that by writing songs and revealing in whatever form that that's what those songs are about she sort of made that fair game for something yeah. that will come up when you discuss her art you know yeah um, yeah and and it's it's that thing of like you're learning about this person in a way that's like yeah this isn't the kind of stuff you just learn about anybody this is yes. your friend and right? i guess i guess maybe that's what i mean um i guess that's maybe maybe that's the touch point for what i was saying before about sort of personality being more of the sort of artistic output is that like you know i mentioned anybody saint vincent whatever it is about their personality and who they are and you think they're cool and all this stuff but some people write either songs that are personal in a way that's kind of lyrically obscure where you don't get sort of beat for beat plot points that are happening um, or emotional feelings or something like this and then other people just write about things that aren't interpersonal relationships and so it's not that I'm not interested in those sort of personal aspects of my favorite artists but it's that that's sort of uh, uh, outside of their artistic repertoire, right? I'm interested in that yeah. because I'm a fan, right? Whereas yeah. I, I feel yeah. like with with her stuff, at least just from what I've seen, it's sort of that's kind of not at the heart of, but it's at least involved in the art that she puts out. It's like the content of a lot of it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But you know, all all of these things kind of adding, kind of together, yeah. I think contribute to this odd superstardom right mm-hmm. it's yeah. you know it's not just the songs it's not just yeah the melodies or her voice or yeah. the way she looks it's also yeah. you know like it's the same way we like the re- same reason people get so excited when the great britain the royal family has a wedding we get so obsessed about yes. like the 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 dresses and who's mm-hmm. there and and what this person's like you know it's yeah, it's what we yeah. do. Yeah, People Magazine. It's true. I mean, it goes back to our pop music episode from a long time ago. At this point, um, yeah. where we talked about like that's kind of the thing with pop music is you you have to have, and I don't mean this to sound as cynical as it does. Like, but you have to have a package. It's just the economic reality of it. Yeah. Um, you have to have something that's more, and it doesn't mean that you have to come you have to come to it in any sort of way that's not authentic or anything like that. But if you're going to appeal to that many people and you're anybody, I mean, the Beatles doesn't matter Mm. if you're going to appeal to that many people, it can't just be music in a vacuum. It has to be a sort of mass media, something that people can engage with who kind of, because I I feel like part of it is most, I don't know about most people, but a lot of people don't really care about music. Even if they, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
even yeah. if they like no, it, it's like they're not like, it. "Ooh, I like that transition." They're just like, I mean, "Yeah, this yeah. is a radio song. This song is." It's, well, it's <laughs> the same. Like, think about like yeah. movies. Like, sure. think about like. Sure. It's it's kind of hard to compare now that like the blockbusters are all like yeah. superhero movies and that's stuff that you know that's yeah. that's our fandom from growing up. Yeah. But like growing up, like when we were growing up, everyone went and saw Titanic, mm-hmm. and. It wasn't because they just loved movies in a really kind of deep way. It's just, yeah, that's a that's you go to the movies and yep. you love this movie. Yeah, you know, it's it's like yes, I don't know, and you I'm don't have to be able to, to articulate why. You don't have to. You don't have to be reflective about it. And I'm not saying that's bad. You know what I mean? No, but like sure. that is a lot of people. At least it's a lot of people's experience. They don't have yeah. to reflect on why they like this. They just like it, and that's it. Makes them feel good. Whatever. Um, yeah. Maybe they never think about why they like it, but they just like it, you know. Yeah. Um, and and that's, oddly, yeah. that's also kind of my experience with Taylor Swift. It's oh, like really? I, I mean, I have analyzed why I like it, yeah. but part of it is just I don't want to. Th- I don't want to think and analyze uh-huh. and and and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. burrow into this like kind of like heady space. I just want to yeah. like. It's, it goes yeah. back to like I just want to like relax and drive oh, through the night. It's so know? funny that you react that way to things. Like I understand that impulse completely. Like I just don't want to. I just want to turn it off for a minute, you know. But I think I have this thing where, like, just in my experience, if I feel like some, it doesn't matter, movie, music, whatever. If I feel like some piece of art is sort of prompting me to kind of turn it off and like hey, just relax. Like, everything's cool. My brain goes into hyperdrive to, like, put it in a context where... Do you know what I'm saying? Like, my brain goes into the exact opposite mode where I'm, like, I get uber cynical if I feel like a piece of art's kind of doing that, if that makes sense. Sure. It's it's kind of Wait, like, you know... It's, what, yeah. A piece of art's telling you to turn turn off your brain? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Like, you know how it's... how I mean, the thing about lots of sort of widely accessible art is Mm -hmm. it's not going to really make anybody super uncomfortable in any direction. It's about like breakups or whatever, or things that we can all relate to, you know? Yeah. And I just get this like, and it's not really true with Taylor Swift. I'm not picking on her. I'm just saying since we've gone down this rabbit trail, pieces of art that do that too much, or if I feel there's a a sort of false sense of trying to make everything okay at all, I get this kind of feeling like I'm at the mall. Um, Like just everything feels disgustingly commercial when it feels like that. And so, but do you not like? Does that mean you never like like to go into the mall and just? Um, are you are you all? Do you always feel aversion to the mall? Uh, not if I need something from there, but <laughs> yeah. But as I've gotten older, I didn't feel this way. I mean, you know, I didn't feel this way when I was a kid because we used to go and just hang out. But yeah. like, I definitely have. As I've gotten older, have started to feel that way. Like I feel advertisements looking at me when I'm standing in the mall, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, I could be in. Like I'm. They're so trying to sell me. They're trying to get my money every second I'm there. And yeah. they're putting on music that everybody will like because they want everybody in there and they want their money. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just feels so, I don't yeah. know, feels sick or something. Sure. Taylor Swift doesn't do that. I'm just saying, now that we followed down this rabbit yeah. trail. Yeah, well, like, you know. <laughs> I think for me, it's like, I should probably think a little bit more like that and engage yeah. with it a little bit more like that. But, like, if I get a chance to go to Disney World, yeah, I go and oh, just, <sighs> and just, like, 
oh, this is like yeah that would wreck man, me it's, yeah it's just this <laughs> ma- manufactured sense like the yeah. smells they pump in the sounds yeah. but it's like for yeah. me it's just like I'm not engaging with this yeah. in a, in a deep yeah. kind of way. And that would and I think I think what happens for me is like when that starts to the minute it's kind of like when you are trying to fall asleep and you can't cuz you keep going, "Oh, I was almost asleep." You know what I mean? Yeah. And you keep waking yourself up. It's like my brain starts to do that around things like that where it's like, "Oh, you almost weren't caring about this, but how much are the workers making?" Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. uh but I don't feel I I think I feel that way and that was a little bit of my sort of eye rolly response to like her first video that I watched. Sure. But I didn't really have that to anything else. The rest of it I thought was interesting and sort of yeah. uh, the the diversity of her songs was is pretty impressive and I I sure. know that's something that she gets like credit for a lot, but I didn't know it sort of firsthand. I'd never dug into yeah. it. So yeah, di- yeah, diverse, but at the same time, the through line of yeah. what she does is always there. Yeah, you, know? you can tell it's her every single time, even though yeah. she sort of changes the genre window dressing or whatever. Which started with yeah. 2012, Red, Okay, yeah, which was her fourth album, fourth mm-hmm. studio album. Yeah, The song was We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I that heard song, that one before. So it's a it's yeah. a bop. It's a bop. It's, <laughs> we are never, and it's just like yeah. it's got these big stops in it, and it's yeah. just like mm-hmm. it's the, it's like you kind of pushing your head back. You're not, you know, it's like grooving with it. Yes, yes, it's um, it's incredibly groovy. You can get right um, down in that in that yeah, beat. So that was that was her first real hit that wasn't okay. just country radio. Yeah. That was yeah. top one hundred mm-hmm. Billboard. Hey, this you this this thing's gonna work and last, and and, yeah. and it, you're gonna you're gonna sky's the limit, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which is six years into her career, which she was doing fine and 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 selling a lot of merch, I'm sure, and lots of tickets sure. and lots of albums. But like that song was like, oh, now everybody's just on board, and that was on Red. Yes. Um. So after Red, she does 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard 1989 referred to as kind of a ch- uh, a, a shifting point. Uh, I don't know how yeah. how much you think um, of it that way, but I've heard it like talked about that way. So Red has had the um, the the few singles that were kind of leaning into like kind of just what you think of as like the pop genre. Yeah. But the guitars were st- the acoustic guitars were still in there, that uh-huh. still giving the flavor of transitional. 1989 was I'm going to hang out with. Jack Antonoff and uh-huh. a bunch of producers like that. Uh-huh. We're gonna make what I what the the I think it's the album that feels the most like, okay, I think I've landed on what I'm doing and uh-huh. what I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then after that, I mean I'm moving quickly because That's fine. I I have very little to say about these. I've listened to a little yeah. bit of them, but I think uh, yeah. uh she she won always was getting Grammy nominations at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, especially through 1989. I feel like 1989 was the first album that she was really taken seriously by a lot of critics, Uh that she was like the real deal and not just... Not a sort of passing kind of fad sort of thing. Yeah, you know that and just like... And it's the same thing with folklore. Like there's there's Mm. been on Twitter, it's been all over like, (laughs) oh, so now that she's like... Like all the things that she's done and and, and all the things that kind of make her her have always kind of been there. And yeah, she's grown up. But now that she's like... All of her songs are serious. You think she's good? <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like sure. Um, well, and but I, I have a thought or two about that when we get to folklore. But yeah, sure. Go ahead. But yeah, I think 1989 was like a little bit of that. Like, oh, this she's she feels like it's like gone. It's it's from like teen bop to like yeah. um, 
oh, you're you're a real adult yeah. artist yeah. on pop radio. And I then guess. she did Reputation after that, which yeah. uh, I heard that that didn't get as good of a response. Uh, I don't know if that's no. true. It's true. Okay. Um, um, and in this documentary I watched, yeah. when Reputation came out, it's, it's actually really interesting and, like I said, really humanizing in the sense that like yeah. she has a camera on her where she's waiting for a call after Reputation came out, when the coming up to the Grammys, waiting for her agent to tell her whether she got a nomination or not. And yeah. she doesn't, and she's like, okay, that, that's fine, that's fine. Sure. Uh, I, I'm just going to have to write a better album next time. You know, so it's this idea of <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. this album, like, it's like, I have to be better yeah instead of look look at like yeah look at all all i've, I've achieved instead of like who gives a shit this is fine like yeah <laughs> i could quit tomorrow and it's fine no but yeah. and, it, and that's super interesting to see i'm sure a lot of that drive and feeling of needing that oh if i'm not getting a grammy nomination then i have to write a better album is uh-huh. like the the part of why she's where she is yeah probably you know? so um, yeah that sort of perfectionist kind of drive yeah. Yeah. So and th- I think the thing with reputation too that a lot of people I think a lot of people liked but the majority didn't is it went from 1989 which has this you know pop sound but it also has this kind of Bruce Springsteen kind mm-hmm. of like rock and roll sound. Yeah. Um reputation was the hip hop album. Yeah. Okay. And she was angry mm-hmm. and and calling people out. Yeah. Um yeah. And I think it threw people off guard. Yeah. Um, and but that that was around the time where I wasn't like oddly like the first through red and a mm-hmm. little bit of it nineteen nineteen eighty nine I fell off a little bit uh huh um, but red like I got that album when it came out and it was yeah. still I was just the end of my touring career and it's weird that like there's this arc of like listening to Taylor Swift and her new album to just like feel good and yeah. calm down mm-hmm. and then I stopped touring and then I kind of was more of a passive listener after yeah, that. Yeah. Um, you didn't need the medicine as much. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, which is also interesting because that's when she started working with like producers that I really admire. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Um, so 2019, she does um, Lover, the mm-hmm. record. Yeah. Um, that had a song that I heard a bunch of times called Me with what's his Brendan Yuri. Brendan Yuri. Panic at the Disco. Yeah. From Panic. Yeah. I heard that a lot. They played it at my gym. Over and over and over. Yeah. It was like one of the videos yeah. that came on. Once again, <laughs> once again, not really into that song. Um, I don't yeah. I don't hate it, but like it is not in any way my taste. Although I will I will tease this. My favorite song is off this record. Okay. So what what was the overall sort of takeaway? Because I listened to what uh You Need to Calm Down. That was a great video and a great song. And me what was the overall sort of takeaway in your impression of that record? Um, I mean, how do people feel? How was it received? That I, kind of thing. I, I think it was received well. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was. It felt kind of like a return to um, what people loved about um, her. Yeah. Um, what yeah. people love about her. It's kind of less angry, I guess. Uh huh. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's interesting. Like when we're we're close to Taylor Swift's age, we're yeah. like three years apart, right? Mm-hmm. And she grows up while we grow up. She writes this really angry album in 2016, um, yeah. and I don't know if you remember 2016, but I was pretty upset. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, I was angry to say the least. Yeah, but um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's kind of fun yeah. to for artists like this who are who have are standing the test of time. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like 
what eight albums in 16 years yeah still pumping it out but also like you're just growing she's growing up alongside you you know totally what I mean? yeah and you know probably less so for you because like you're like learning about the these albums kind of now but sure you know i was yeah. probably 22 mm-hmm. or 23 mm-hmm. when i was like calming down to these albums yeah yeah you know? definitely well and, and actually talking about uh lover and, and sort of her being roughly our age and anger in 2016 and all this kind of stuff brings me to one of the other things i wanted to bring up which is that she's also fairly politically outspoken she has uh in, in not not like you know in it doesn't define her career or anything but she like makes no. things known so uh, that that's an, a really interesting thing and that's something yeah. that i was curious about kind of after after 2016 and yeah. for the first year or two she was not outspoken at all. Oh really? Not okay. it wasn't until the midterm that okay. she decided to s- speak out. Yeah. So and, and and this this is covered in the documentary. I, I, yeah. I think you might might enjoy watching yeah, it. Yeah, I'll watch point. it. Yeah. But um her team and I think one of the people on her team are are her is her father but uh-huh. You can see a constant struggle of her want, really wanting to say something, and then them saying, "Think about your fan base." Yeah, you know, think about all the people you're going to be alienating by, mm-hmm. and and eventually, like the midterms happened, and she sees, you know, she sees all these kids who are um, yeah. starting to like feel empowered to like uh, get involved, you know, uh-huh. and 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 listen to like. Um, different candidates and, and 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 go vote and then like mm-hmm. and then see that like oh like there's just and just see the disappointment of like how things work yeah um so she decided to and en- start endorsing some different candidates and when she did tennessee's voting uh new voter registration doubled in a week <laughs> oh shit yeah and th- <laughs> uh, these are all you know these are all kids like these yeah. are like and yeah. she ended up writing this song called Only the Young, which didn't come out until this documentary came out. But yeah. <laughs> it's basically just some of the lyrics. I wrote some of the lyrics down just because yeah. um, she, she says, um, they aren't going to help us. They're too busy helping themselves. They aren't going to change this. So we got to do it ourselves. Yeah. Uh, they think that it's over, but it's just begun. Only, only one thing can save us, only the young. Huh. Um, so it's this rallying cry of like, hey, the young people are angry and the young people are, are the future. And, and yeah. the thing, the things that these kind of old, old angry white men are, are coveting and, you know, yeah. this isn't their, this isn't their future. Like yeah. they're not going to be here, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. just being really outspoken about that. And like, it's really interesting again, humanizing to yeah. watch this documentary where she's like, she's like sweating bullets getting ready to hit send on a tweet. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause she knows yeah. what that means mm-hmm. um, to have that much kind of power. And, and yeah. it, it, it's, it, it's super interesting. And um, huh. you know, even there, and there were even some like rumors that came out early on right after the Trump presidency that like uh, she was like a conservative and stuff like that. Oh. Cause she, she, cause she was from Nashville and like, yeah. you know, just people trying to like paint whatever kind of picture they wanted. And she's mm-hmm. like, I can't let, this i can't uh-huh. let this be the thing like yeah. i have to you know say something yeah well i mean and i just i only know this because i've been re- well i watched the uh you need to calm down video which is pretty pro lgbtq which 
shouldn't be political. Just people are <laughs> people no, are people, no, but nonetheless, it counts. It counts as political, I guess, in our yeah. unfortunate situation. Um, but then beyond that, she's apparently um, identifies as feminist and is pro-choice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I like that she's using whatever sort of cultural clout she has at her disposal to try yeah. to do things that are positive, um, or at least lend voice to you know things being things that are positive. So that's a big question right now for anybody is yeah. like, is, yes. is, uh, speaking out on what you consider the right side of history, even yeah. if, even if, you know, you don't have many friends online, like yeah. just doing your part and doing to, what you to, can yeah. to be one of like the most famous people of our generation. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, so lover came out and then, um, just very recently as we're recording yeah. this, uh, folklore. Yeah. Um, she puts out folklore, and yeah. I listened to a few songs off that, um, and I thought the concept was pretty uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a concept album, right? It's it's sort of from the perspective of various historical figures, I think, like not necessarily uh, like th- famous people, but just people yeah. in history. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think yeah. there's 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 one song I don't remember what it was called, and mm-hmm. I don't even remember the melody because I haven't given the album much of a chance yeah. yet, other than just kind of engaging with people on Twitter about. Uh, well, I'll, I'll get to that. Yeah, but there, there's one song where she's writing from the perspective, I think, of her grandfather in World World War Two, mm-hmm. and then jumping to uh, like a healthcare worker in 2020, mm. and like j- just those types of you know making those types of comparisons. Yeah, if yeah. that makes sense. No, it does. Um, and she she also worked with so folklore, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, is getting sort of positive nods from people that maybe she didn't get positive nods from before. Um, yeah. but she's working with people that I think she hasn't worked with before. Correct me if I'm wrong. She's, um, she has a song I, featuring Bon Iver. Yeah. She's so working with the, the national. The two, yeah. The, the guy from the national was one of the producers mm-hmm. and then Jack Antonoff again. Yeah. Yeah. And he did um, love her as well. Right. Yeah. He, he and all love, the way back. Love her, yeah. Yeah. I think through eight, I think 1989 was yeah. probably his first contribution. Gotcha. But I think what's really interesting about this album is that she's written, recorded and released it during the pandemic right so like yeah she basically like worked with producers like remotely Uh um and recorded it i'm sure she didn't record it herself you know what i mean sure yeah but but, um, it's it's really interesting to see something like this something so large be so connected to something so specific (laughs) that we're we're all experiencing right now like when we're old if we get there like we're going to be thinking about Oh, we lived through yeah. X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's actually a really nice thought. I like the idea of looking back on this. <laughs> this yeah, kind of thing. yeah. That's actually very nice. Yeah. So uh, this may maybe this leads us into what you wanted to talk about um, with regard to people talking about her new record. Is that kind of where you were going with sure. people talking? Uh, about yeah, Twitter? it's not like this big kind of. Uh, revelation or anything it's just yeah the thing we, we we covered it in the pop music episode over and over and over again but like yeah you know we we as as humans tend to say if this thing matches my taste it's good <laughs> yeah sure you know what i mean yeah and if it doesn't it's bad yeah therefore this you know and uh, another guy on twitter basically said y'all the, the only difference between like this album and her other albums is like she slowed down yeah, and she's not aiming for top forty. Uh-huh. 
Like yeah. that's the big the there's some of the biggest differences is like she's not just trying to be on, you know, single after single. Uh-huh. It's it's like it feels like she's just writing a record for that kind of base and not the machine yeah. up for the base. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean that that does make sense. So I'm I'm curious if it's the kind of thing where I would imagine anybody who matters is already taking her seriously though, right? Like this sort of, and I say anybody who matters, you know what I'm saying? Like, like music critics, people who write about music, people who analyze music, they're probably yeah. already taking her seriously, right? If they're paying attention, like before yeah. this record, I would imagine. But, yeah, I, I mean, I would imagine as well. Yeah, um, yeah. We also have to talk about okay. Kanye West for a second. Okay, so let's do it. another thing, for better or for worse, a big thing that happened early on in her career. <sighs> yeah. Uh, 2009, I think. Mm-hmm. was that she won uh, Best Video of the Year at the VMAs. Yeah. And as she was giving her speech, Kanye West, and, and people are still talking about this moment, right? And yeah. right now, for for, <laughs> for good reason, because, yeah. you know, we kind of see like, yeah. oh, things aren't right. That was an unfortunate <laughs> um, sort of early sort of yeah. <laughs> warning so, sign or something. So yeah. basically, as she was accepting her speech, um, a drunk Kanye West gets on stage, takes the mic from her, yeah. and says... I'm going to let you finish, but, mm-hmm. and I'm going to let you finish is like, yeah, uh, you it's know, become is, its own thing. Him, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Right. And, you know, Beyonce is just sitting in her seat, just, just like mortified. Oh, surely. No. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, because, you know, 2009, uh, yeah. she's, just probably just turned 20 mm-hmm. she just this is probably the, one of the biggest achievements in her career <sighs> and one of the biggest rappers uh in the market just yeah came up on stage in front of america and made you look dumb just for winning something you shouldn't have won completely deflated the achievement yeah 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 and that also i think shifted the her narrative hmm. in a way to where again People like me who, you know, at that point I was starting to be a little bit more passive, right? Yeah. But just felt like, no, I gotta I gotta stick up for her. Yeah. Like yeah. Like it doesn't matter if her video was better or worse, people voted for it and yeah. that's what you get. Like yep. you know, yep. like Yep. And it's not a unilateral decision. You don't get to decide that because you're cool, you're gonna get up there and reroute things how you think they should be. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which, as yeah. you're saying, I mean, that's a, that's a complicated issue because now you sort of look back on that and you go, oh, that's like, you know, things are, yeah. not, things are not fine there. It's not just sort of being, yeah. you know, whatever, but um, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, that's interesting. So you think that that sort of rallied support behind her or something? Uh, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, th- I think it's just another, I mean, it's, you know, it, it became like a cultural, pop cul- culture history moment, you know, mm-hmm. to where like you're basically forced to pick sides <laughs> you yeah. know you're for, forced to pick sides on you know two of the largest and and and, and those types of uh engagements between the two kind of continued in in a way to where like yeah, i think even in this documentary they talk about it where uh. kanye basically calls her up and apologizes and asks if if, if it's okay if if uh he mentions her in a song and she's like uh-huh. yeah okay that's fine like you know uh water under the bridge and then he dogs are in his song you know like it's this continual this it's just well in okay so as long as we're talking about that let me let me i I don't have too much more i want to get to but like uh, let's talk about what's her name katie perry for a minute right wasn't that a thing as well um we we don't have to go through all the was uh uh, i am right right that was like a uh was it a thing with kanye no 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 sorry no 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 with taylor swift um 
was, oh. was what I had heard. Like, because the, the end of the you have to calm down or you should calm down video is is Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. And they, like, see each other yeah. across a crowd and then they, like, smile together and, it, like, does, like, a, a, a fade in on a little heart or something. Um, so, but my understanding was, like... Katy Perry hired some dancers or backup singers or something out from under Taylor Swift and like put this huge wrench in a tour that she was going to do or something. But anyway, there was my understanding was there was some really public feuding between the two, yeah, or something like that. You know, and this and just talking about all this, it's yeah. like yeah, it, it, it's the same reason we love the Avengers movies, right? Right? Yes. It's like oh, it's a it's a team up of all. Yes. They're from here and they're from here and then but now they're in this thing, you know, it's like Exactly. Exactly. And and we just we we eat this stuff up. We eat it up. They're larger than life characters, right? Um yeah, they're, it's, it's, but they're like us it's, kind of. Yeah, it's Greek it's Greek <laughs> mythology, basically. It is. Um it is. but you go back to the the bad blood video. Um uh, my layman's understanding. Yeah, she's got a, a whole now that yeah. I remember that video, she's got a team yes. of of all these celebrities. Like Selena are on, Gomez yes. and Lena Dunham, a bunch of people. It's like yeah. all these celebrities are on Taylor's side, you know? Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> and so i guess i guess it's those things that i'm like i'm like though that makes me think that part of the artistic output is who she is and her narrative in a way that for other artists it's not as sort of front and center um and i think i think you know you're absolutely right it is it's like the avengers or something you know yeah but anyway i I went to kanye because of oh yeah because because of what sorry uh, folklore okay um so she she drops this album out of nowhere yeah right uh-huh and a few people on twitter were saying uh he's getting ready to drop a new album and and, uh-huh. <laughs> and as soon as and i i even want to say like that friday that there was word that his album was going to drop yeah and then taylor's just dropped out of nowhere <laughs> like i'm gonna let you finish but <laughs> here's my album that's you know very like, funny uh, I, wonder, I hope that i hope that i wonder true. the extent to which that but that see was like premeditated i'm i'm invested in that right you know what i mean yeah, like right. it, yeah. like should i be i don't know maybe don't maybe know. not but yeah. i guess it doesn't matter but <laughs> the fact is is like yeah. i am yeah yeah you know even as now like a passive uh fan of this person passive in the sense that like i haven't like been driving around in a van listening to her albums right. front to back but i have been hearing the singles and like yeah there she is yeah this is good it's good to see you old friend good to kind see. of thing you know what i mean <laughs> yeah um and then folklore yeah. comes out and it's a lot of people saying oh so she's good now and like and i just feel like yeah. defensive i'm like well stop like stop yeah quantifying like is that what people is what people mean because like what i've heard of her and folklore is probably the one i've listened to the least uh, i've been meaning to listen to it i listen to a couple songs but just yeah. in passing but is what people mean by that oh she has changed the sort of genre trappings to ones that i enjoy because it seems like that's right. sort of her kind of not mo but like that's yeah, what well, that's part of the strength is what, that what she, a lot of people are saying yeah. is like oh she's taking herself seriously i'm like oh it's like dog she's i think she's been doing that since she was like 13 uh-huh. yeah. taking herself very seriously yeah. to the point where like her and her mom are walking demos to the doors of record labels in Nashville like i i'd be interested to listen back to this yeah. episode and see yeah. <laughs> see if i sound like a, a swifty or whatever you'll you just call it. you'll just uh, uh yeah. make an exception and actually listen to, <laughs> to one of the episodes <laughs> no i don't think so no no it's, it's fine too, it's, 
That's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Okay. Well, do you want to uh, do you want to take a break really quick and then come back and give our our final assessment and rate? Yeah, let's take a T-Swift. break real quick and then okay. we'll come back after that. <laughs> And we could probably give like some final, okay, final thoughts. Sure, I think, on, that's, uh, I think it's a great plan you're laying Taylor out there. Taylor Swift. Okay, so all right, check out this uh, check out this ad break real quick, everybody, and go listen to the podcast that it's talking about. All right, bye. My name is Matt Langston, and I play in a band called Eleven D Seven. I'm an artist, a producer, and I also host my own podcast right here on Rock Candy called Eleven D Life. We talk with the people behind your favorite songs and albums, from the writers to the producers, and everyone in between. And we're not asking your favorite artists the same old boring questions like "Where did your band name come from?" and "Who's your favorite Friends character?" We're asking questions like "Why did your marriage fail?" "Where does love come from?" "Is God real?" It is a show about the importance of creativity and pursuing your passions, and we don't let guests leave until it gets a little bit uncomfortable so check it out right here on rock candy and your favorite podcast app we did it we did it we made it back really did it um so yeah go check out that podcast everybody because i'm I'm sure it's great i don't know which (laughs) i don't know which one it is right now but we only you'll choose we only let you hear spots for great podcasts that's the rule um but anyway so you want to you want to give final assessment and rate old t-swift yeah. Before we bounce out of here, um, any final? Th- what are your final thoughts? You give your final thesis on um, Taylor. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting to think about me as like a 22 year old guy and feeling like mm. empowered to listen to this album yeah. with a bunch of other dudes in the van mm. and like mm-hmm. not being ashamed of it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. growing up, I was like even though I listen to like uh, a bunch of like really, really corporate punk rock music, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was like punk or nothing. Uh, like, uh-huh. you know, yeah. pop sucks. Country sucks. Yeah. And then just a few years later, I'm like, ah, oh, mm. fearless. Yeah. Uh, 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 mine. You know, it's like just feeling like good. And like, it, I feel like that was the start of me being like, Oh no! Just listen to whatever. It doesn't yeah. define you as a person or what your your um what your yeah <laughs> values are. Yeah. It's just certain things aren't like, like off limits or whatever. No, yeah. And like you know what? I I also like don't only eat vegetables. Yeah. Like I also eat Skittles. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes yeah. Taylor Swift is a gourmet Skittle. Right. Okay. Right. So it's okay. Like <laughs> you, have you, this can fun, eat, you can eat you, candy. You have this fun thing where you very often will analogize with Skittles to yeah. things that you like. And I think God, it, I love it's Skittles. perfectly appropriate. Let me just I be, love Skittles. Just, yes. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I, I could tell you like 10 different ways to eat a Skittle. <laughs> like it one is, of my favorite ways growing up was yeah. taking, eating them one by one uh-huh. and flattening them yeah. against a hard surface. Uh-huh. And then eating it like a little, uh, like a little uh, cookie, like taking bites out of it. Yeah, that's wild. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I only know the sort of the divergence of like the marshmallow ways to eat, where one takes patience and one doesn't. I mean, you can just shovel them in your mouth and chew them up yeah. and eat them. But then also, there's a like put it in your mouth and like get a few in there. Get a few under in there. your tongue. Yes. Okay. Yeah. S- brew up. Yes. Brew up some fruit tea. Exactly. Put them in there <laughs> like then, they're like they're you know cough drops or something like they're yeah, like well, they're hard candies and eat yeah. them like you would eat a hard candy. But then um, when you chew up this big <laughs> yeah right <laughs> big mess of of yeah. skittle innards of like just, <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. If all you eat is Skittles, you're gonna not only yeah. not only you're gonna have cavities, yeah, you but you're are gonna have a bellyache. You are gonna die. 
and you might gain some weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so don't just listen to any one thing. Like, yeah. diversify your musical palette. Yeah, fair enough. So, I mean, at this point, you're you're more of a passive listener. But, yeah. uh, well, do you want to rate Miss Swift then, in that case? Yeah. I, well, yeah. I, I, the only way I can, I, can um, uh, I think, honestly rate Taylor Swift yeah. is to rate <clears throat> Taylor Swift in the van at 1 o'clock in the morning. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not. It's, I'm not saying that it was only Taylor Swift albums. There were other albums too that were that were kind of soothing and calming. But yeah. I was also listening to a lot of like say anything mm-hmm. at that same time. Mm-hmm. So like I'd go from like speak now to like yeah. uh, is a real boy. Yeah. And yeah. you know it's it's like a push and pull, a give and take, and that's just that's just life. <laughs> that's that's what I'm trying to teach y'all. Okay. Um, but so I want to rate her on that. But yeah. I'm also, uh, I, I think she's doing the Lord's work mm-hmm. uh, with kind of empowering kids to like care, yeah, um, about stuff yeah. that trying to I hold, find important, hold the republic <laughs> together, yeah, yeah. I'm going pretty high. I'm cool. gonna go for a solid nine, nine teardrops on my very own guitar. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> I told you this during the break, but I'll say it again. This was yeah. the one part. Like, I didn't have notes. I had a few bullet points. Yeah. yeah. And the one thing I spent time thinking about was rating. And that's Did I take exactly, your rating? That's exactly yes. what I was going to do. <laughs> and that was me just... It was just... That just popped off the top of my head. I know. And I'm not like... I don't have like just, just in the chamber ready to go with a bunch of Taylor references. So... Okay. Hold on. Uh, okay. Hold on. Give me, give me just a second. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. I'm ready now. Uh, I, had a, I had a phone a friend who wants to be a millionaire. Style. I've, I've, uh, part of me is really yeah. proud that I stole that from you. Yeah. But the other part of me is like, he worked really hard on that. I did. Yeah. That was my, that's my final class project for yeah. the episode. All right. So as I was doing this, so my experience with Taylor Swift is very different from yours. I never actively, I never had any sort of animosity really at all toward taylor swift and so unlike some pop artists where if if we talk about them i'll have to own up to the fact that i like rolled my eyes pretty hard in my younger years but i never really had that about taylor swift and so most of my response is going to be things that i've listened to or read within the past couple of weeks as i was prepping for this um yeah and because i was much more of just an emotional response yeah, yeah 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 and and so um she certainly is not my particular style sure she doesn't she doesn't scratch the sort of aesthetic uh itches that i have but mm-hmm. at the same time i would well, not not really me either sure you know at this point yeah 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 but i wouldn't feel right given how accomplished and sort of nuanced of an artist she is rating her very low at all so like yeah. i i think there is a sort of floor to my rating that i just even if my own sort of artistic preferences would take it lower i don't feel good about going lower than it yeah because i hear that i i see the skill that's involved even in just and for me i think the thing that's most sort of interesting about what i've seen of her creative output is the is that diversity that i keep coming back to where each record is is somehow it strikes that balance between it's a Taylor Swift record, but at the same time, it's not the last record. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because some bands and artists have that thing where it's like, you know, here's this record. Okay, now here's this, re- this record to the sequel or whatever, and it's the same yeah. thing. 
Um, well, it's like it's like the genre isn't the defining factor of what she does. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, she, whatever it is that defines her is bigger than a particular genre, and that's and that's that's impressive. And so that puts a sort of floor on where I would rate her. So before I rate her, I will say, as I said at the beginning, I do have a favorite Taylor Swift song now, and okay. my favorite Taylor Swift song is called Paper Rings. Okay. Off of which album was that on? It's off of Lover. Um, okay, and like that ma- may, might be one that I haven't really listened to. Maybe so. Um, off of, and as with many of the songs on that record, it was co-written with Jack Antonoff. Oh hell yeah, yeah. And uh, I also noticed that like Annie Clark was a co-writer on one song on that. Yeah, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. No, Annie and Taylor are like buddies. Oh, that's dope. Um, and that's the see, thing about and Annie, that's the like, buy-in. That's the buy-in that's the right buy-in. there. Yeah, yeah, that's the buy-in for sure. Uh, so nonetheless, that's my favorite Taylor Swift song now. Now that I officially have one and, and that's i'm the first thing i'm listening to when we're done yeah here. you should check it out uh i am going to rate her seven uh out of ten because once again you know i have to be i have to save my tens for things that not yeah. only artistically i'm into but also just personally so it is going to be lower than your rating but at the same time i you know my and also these ratings don't really mean anything that's true but as they well. are that's but they also well. are the definitive they're uh, definitive, yeah. Take. But everything's so. made up and the ratings don't matter. So, okay, but hold on. I'm going to give her 7 out of 10. Sp- say it. Sparks fly. Sparks fly. Does that Flying make sense? Sparks. Flying yeah. sparks? Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to make it I'm trying to make it make make the best okay. sense. Flying sparks. I'm going to give or, her yeah. You know what? You know what? Or you could go with yeah. mo- the most modern version of teardrops on okay. my guitar. Yeah, that's those tears ricocheting. Okay, yeah, let's do that then. My tears ricochet is one of her new songs. Take your pick, flying sparks or my tears ricocheting. Actually, seven of my tears on my guitar uh-huh. ricocheted off. <laughs> they ricocheted off <laughs> the guitar, and that's my seven out of ten, yeah. right there. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got nine out of ten and seven out of ten, respectively, for Taylor yeah. Swift. A good showing for the definitive cultural yeah. take. Also, yeah, solid, um, solid. you know her. You know her song Twenty Two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a summer bop. Mm-hmm. Turn that up to eleven in your car while you right. with the windows down. That's right. And I I sing it to uh, my dogs. <laughs> but instead of sure. Twenty Two, sure. I replace it with Two. Okay. It's always Two. <laughs> I don't know about you, uh, but she's feeling Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, on that um, hilarious note, we'll leave it. This is a Common Creators podcast. Um, we're a dual production of the Destination Nation Network out of beautiful Louisville, Kentucky, and also Rock Candy Recordings out of Asheville, North Carolina. Go to destinationcomics.com to get all your comics and other kick-ass podcasts, and also go to rockcandyrecordings.com to hear the awesome podcasts and check out all the 11 phenomena that's going on there. As always, reach out to us and let us know what you want us to talk about. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at Common Creatives Podcast and also through Gmail at Common Creatives Podcast at gmail.com. That's that's what it is. So hey, we've been. <sighs> I've noticed you've been engaging on the Twitter more. I've been twittering a little bit. Yeah, I have too. Yeah, I've, a little bit. I've been. It's. I. I feel like it's like it's been like going to a party where like you just don't know everyone there. Yeah. yeah but like all yeah. the people there are kind of into what you're into. See, okay. And so, you're trying really hard to engage with those people, and sometimes yeah. they don't. But when they do, it's like, oh, I think I have a new friend. See, that's a great way to engage with that. Um, and I've noticed that like I see because I don't follow a ton of people, and so I see you show 
show up on my feed and I'll see like comments that you've put. And I'm like, uh, very often I'm like, does he know this person? Or is he just like, he's no, seen this and is responding? Yeah. But the way, I like the way. I'm that, like putting myself out there. Yes, I like it. I was going to say, the way I, that you're I, engaging makes me wonder if you already know them. And I think that's good. I think yeah, that's and strong. And I, I think it's a direct response from feeling the pandemic and like, yeah. like kind of reaching yeah. out to, <laughs> reaching out to, you know to some new people just for some some kind of interaction yeah that makes sense that makes total sense i'm a nerd and so uh, t- uh some of my favorite accounts that i follow are uh, uh courier journal journalists that <laughs> are writing about <laughs> the political realities on the ground in beautiful louisville kentucky um yeah. but yeah i think i think your way's better so <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening, everybody. This was Taylor Swift. We'll have another episode up next week. Uh, 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 As far oh yeah, I got to do the. (laughs) Yeah, we got the thing we got to (laughs) do. As far as being a a country pop prodigy when you're young and then developing into a a artist who is really a a full out cultural icon and sort of defies definition and is uh, part of they sell their personality along with their music uh, in a in a way that's very interesting. uh, Would you say that you concur? I don't know about you, <laughs> but I do. Uh, 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 uh. That's very good. That's very good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening. DNN. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com.